I got to tell you, I am kicking off this Monday with my life in order and I feel really good. How do you define life in order? So I planned out every single like meal and snack for me and for us all week. So like, I feel like that's one less decision I have to make. So no decision fatigue there. I, uh, recorded ahead some stuff. Like I worked ahead on some things and got some commercials done way ahead of time, which I never do. And yeah, I just feel really organized going into the week. And I feel like that's rare and I'm going to soak in every second of it. Your voice sounds oddly mellow. Doesn't it? It does. I feel oddly mellow. It's weird. Would you be opposed to, because you brought up the meal thing and you know, every weekend are ideally we sit down and we plan out our meals for the week. Right. Ideally. Would you be opposed? And this could be a good time to start it because it's the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. What if we meal planned a month out? Ooh. Like, is that possible? Because I'm not a person. Because like every week kind of stresses you out. Well, no, just to to to, to remove it from the weekend to do list. That, and I think there really is something too, because then it would be freeing up brain space. Right, but I am a t- I'm the type of person, and I and I think you're like this too. But I would be fine if every Monday night's dinner was the same exact thing. Oh, that I don't like. For a month, not forever, not for the rest of our lives, but I would be fine with that. Or if we, for example, um, we may like, I think one of our favorite meals is just a super simple pasta with meat sauce. Mm -hmm. Like we could make the sauce in advance and then just schedule that like three times during the the month and make it all at once and just cook up like two pounds of yeah. ground beef or ground turkey or whatever. My grandmother used to do that. Yeah. And then you would just put it in the freezer in the containers. Mm-hmm. So like this is going to be on the 10th, the 20th and the 30th. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You opposed to that or you don't like that? No, I'm not opposed to it. It's just, no, I'm not opposed to it at all. Cause it is true. It's also tricky. It's always a rush. Yeah. And it's also tricky too cooking sometimes for just two people because I think most recipes are for family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think this would help. Anyways, it was just a thought. I can tell you're not into it. I'll think about it. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that Callie is mellow. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for patio furniture. I want to say, or we want to say, hello to everybody who is going to be, and we'll probably say this a few times over the next week or two, but to everybody who is back into their back to school routine because school starts for so many districts in North Georgia 
this week. And we have so many listeners in North Georgia. School starting for me was always so exciting. Just, you know, it's like in the air. It's like the new, you know, school supplies and different textbooks. And even at that point, when you get whatever textbook you're going to be using for the next year, it's like, oh, it's all new and exciting. And you're like, I can't wait. And then at the end of the year, you're like, I can't wait to throw this thing away. Right. But at the first week of school, you're very excited meeting your teachers. I always thought it was a great week. I loved the first week of school. I saw a an, an article that almost offended me. And I totally get it. I completely understand this as a practical adult human being. But the article was almost offensive. It proposed that rather than a child getting a new backpack or school bag every year, that parents would invest in a more expensive school bag from like L.O. Bean or something, like a backpack from L.O. Bean mm-hmm. or, you know, go buy like a, a like an outfitter backpack from REI. And the the article said that could last from easily from sixth or seventh grade to high school graduation. And I thought, no, no, no. That's There's, part of the thing is getting a new backpack for school. And it doesn't have to be sturdy. Like it should fall apart. By the end of the year. By the end of the year. I went both ways. I had, well, because it's, you know, trendy too. It's like, okay, yeah. what, you know, and you get to pick when you're younger, it's like your favorite. Like I had a Hello Kitty backpack one year. You know what I mean? And that maybe, was so maybe fun. by ninth grade, like maybe by high school, you could just buy one backpack and that could be your bag for the rest of the school. I think I had an L.L. Bean, like a... Uh, yeah, an LL Bean backpack for like three or four years. In high school, right? Because at some point, yeah, you don't care. Right. But when you're younger. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to get the mm-hmm. new the, the new bag every year. Yeah. What was your, did you have a favorite grade? I did. It's funny because, okay, senior year was definitely the most fun, I think. But when I was a kid, I think second or third grade. Well, I don't know. First was pretty good too. Here's my reasoning because you're still having your, well, maybe not third grade. Let's cross that off. Too much responsibility in third grade. First and second grade. So fun. Cause the day is full of fun stuff. You get to go to music class. You, there's not really homework, you know, it's fun. I don't remember first and second grade. Really? You I- don't remember a lot of things. Right. So. I have vague memories of kindergarten. Okay. Like like the classroom and stuff. Like I remember stuff like that. First and second grade, I remember, I think in second grade, I remember a teacher named Miss Pasek. Mm-hmm. And she had really long fingernails. <laughs> and they were like decked out. So I remember that. And I remember like the school in the classroom, but I don't have specific memories of whether I found it fun or whether I found it hard or whether whatever. I remember the smell of my elementary school classrooms, like the, with the new school supplies and just like, it's clean. And the teacher has all of the, you know, not that it's not clean, but it's just like, it feels fresh. Yeah. And I remember like the smell of it. And then in second grade, I remember like we did apple taste testing. I thought that was neat. We made a compost with our class. Like we, 
you know, learned how to compost things and have, we ordered the worms and did the whole thing. It was so cool. And we did, um, projects where we could, we dressed up to give presentations. It was fun. So fun. I think I, my favorite year would be ninth grade Mm -hmm. because that's when I moved from Wheeler middle school to the senior high school. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think I appreciate it. Like when I went from fourth grade to fifth grade, that's when I had to start taking the bus because the elementary school was walking distance to my house. So I would walk to and from school. So elementary school, you started in fifth grade? Elementary school to me is one through four. Okay. Middle school is five through eight. Okay. High school is nine through 12. Okay. I didn't start middle school until seventh grade. Okay. So uh, I don't know what the official, if there's official language, but I I don't think I appreciated going from the elementary school to the middle school. Yeah. But when I went from the middle school to the high school, I was like, oh, I'm growing up. I'm almost an adult now. Yeah. I was terrified of ninth grade. I was excited because I had my friends. I went to the same school, seventh through 12th. But I remember my very first day. So at our school, we wore uniforms and the seniors wore different uniforms than everybody else. The seniors, we all were wearing plaid and stuff like that. And when you were a senior, you got to wear khakis at the time. And it was the coolest thing. So you could see a senior coming from a mile away, right? And I remember my very first day and I was so nervous just because you're around a lot of the older kids that are cool. And it's like, okay, what do we do in high school? I know what we do in middle school. You know, yeah. you're top I, of the I know how to I know how to be cool in eighth grade. Right. I have no idea how to be cool in ninth grade. Right. And so my friends and I, we all had a meeting place for lunch and I was standing there by myself waiting And one of the senior boys walked up and screamed right behind me to make me jump, which of course I did. And he thought it was so funny. And that was, you know, just really embarrassing. That was traumatizing. I mean, it was. When you're 14. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, you know, I think I was like 13 and it was so traumatizing. And so that was for me just scary. Well, welcome back to uh, to hopefully what will be a somewhat normal school year and in class the entire in person the entire time and everybody will be safe. Good luck to the students. Good luck to the teachers. Welcome back this week. That is what we are we are hoping for normalcy. Last week we ended the show. I was like saying that I was a four or a six. Yeah, I don't know what did I say. I was not doing well on Friday. I was. I think, and I said this on Instagram, I don't think I've ever been so mad in my entire life. I think, have you ever seen me that mad? You were pretty mad. I was livid. And it takes a lot for me to get there. Like the stages of Callie's anger are, I'm really irritated and I'm really frustrated and I'm short. Then the level above that is so mad that all I know how to do is cry because I can't even express how mad I am. The re- that's how mad I was. The reason Callie was so mad is because she got contact traced from an exposure to somebody who had COVID. And she was just really frustrated because for a year and a half now, we have both been able to avoid that. And you feel like this could have been avoidable. Well, not totally avoidable because it was a breakthrough infection. The person I was around, fully vaccinated, you know, whatever. 
And the reason I was so upset is, is they felt sick the day I hung out with them. And so, and I didn't find this out till Thursday. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself. And the day you hung out with them was Monday. Day I hung out with them was Monday. Then Monday afternoon, they start to feel sick. And then I don't find out until Thursday. And I'm like, here's the thing is when you're an empath, this kind of stuff is really hard. And I think it will push an empath over the edge. What do you Let mean? Let me tell you why. You don't consider yourself an empath, right? I, you have to define it. Okay. So an empath is someone that feels like the pain of others, like always puts themselves in the position of other people and oh. is really sensitive. Are, are you kidding? I'm that way to a fault. Well, I think you used to tell me at my old job, you're like, you got to stick up for yourself more. And I'm like, well, no, what if they're having a really hard time? I think it's, I think we're, I think I'm definitely more sensitive than you are. Um, I a hundred percent. And I, I hate that about myself. I mean, I, I know it's an admirable quali quality on a lot of levels, but, um, yeah, I will 1000% put everybody above me. Even in my head, I'm like, this person doesn't deserve your leniency. This person doesn't deserve your courtesy. This person doesn't deserve your sympathy. But I'm like, but I got to do it because what if it, what if I don't do it and that hurts them? So an empath is a person highly attuned to the feelings and emotions of those around them. So it's not, I think, like anticipating, oh, would someone be upset, but really feeling, you know, like really feeling. And that's where I get tripped up because it's a great quality and it makes me really good at my job. However. Can we pause real quick before we go down the empath road? Yeah. Just to say that Callie was a five because there was a, she was, she got contact traced because of an exposure and has been tested twice since we recorded that episode and she does not have COVID. No, so I do not have we COVID. Have, we have continued to keep COVID out of this house, but the reason, part of the reason it's so frustrating is because our baby, Ellie, obviously can't get vaccinated or, or do anything. So if one of us brings it into the house, it's putting her at risk, which just is until we talk more to the pediatrician, which we will do today because it's Ellie's nine, she's nine months old. Crazy. And today is her nine month checkup. But until we talk to her pediatrician, we don't really know how to protect her. So that was part of the anxiety that led to the frustration. Right. Um, but the thing about being an empath is you always are feeling, like I always go through life thinking about my own actions and how they might impact other people and empaths, I think as a general rule, and I think I can say this pretty confidently is you're constantly thinking of others and what they might be going through. So when it's not reciprocated to you in the way that you would handle it, it is a huge blow for people. Cause you feel, I walk around thinking all the time to a fault. Okay. How is this going to impact the other person? How could it make them feel? How could whatever. And that is just something that is so deeply who I am that when the person didn't think to pick up the phone and shoot me a text and say, Hey, I came down with a cold or whatever it was. Um, it really hurt my feelings do in a you, way. But do you know for sure that, yeah, because I know what you're saying. Cause what, 
because it, it's it was a realization of obviously I would do something for you that you wouldn't do for me, and that's a hard thing for empaths to process because they take it so personally. And the reality is not everyone is going to, in your life, treat you the way that you treat them. And there's two things to that. One, you have to realize that who you are is doing things for others and being kind to others. That's a really good trait to have. And two, it's a learning experience, a hard learning experience to say, okay, now I kind of know where I stand with that or how that person operates Okay. Noted. So now I know. So there's a little bit more of a guard up, you can know, I, can I play devil's advocate? Because now that we're talking through this, is there a chance that that person felt because it, as I understand, there's so much, this is why I'm so excited to talk to the pediatrician later. Cause I, it's so hard to filter through all this Delta variant data. Like yeah. I can't, I can't, I, or maybe it's my, almost too much data. And like, it's all, and I also think my brain might just be like, I might just be ex exhausted right. from keeping up with it for a year and a half mm -hmm. now that I just can't take in anything new. But as I understand it, if you've had your vaccine and you get what, one of these, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> and you, you get can, what? Was that yeah. a cough? If you Leave get one of, one of these, one of these breakthrough cases, then it presents itself more as a cold rather than how like the, the fever, the, yeah. the loss of taste and smell. So is it possible that this person got those symptoms and thought, oh my gosh, I need to go get a COVID test just to be safe, but it's probably just a cold or allergies. So I'm not going to alarm anyone. Uh, yes, that is entirely possible. However, that is not how I would handle it because I feel like we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. So my personal response would be to tell the people that I was not everybody, like I'm not going to stand on my roof with a megaphone or anything, but attention neighbors, attention neighbors. You haven't ever seen me because I'm an awkward neighbor, but I'm, I, I have a cold, but I do think at this point we're in the middle of a global pandemic. If you start sneezing, you owe it to the people around you to say, hey, just a heads up. And not everyone will react that way. But since I personally, that's how I would handle it. I was really disappointed that I felt but, like this was like a big secret that I didn't know. I'm like, I would have handled it totally differently. I would have said, hey, just a courtesy heads up. I don't know what's going on, but you know, I'm going to get a COVID test just to be careful. But because I'm an empath, I'm going to choose to believe the best in every person. I don't so, think you're an empath. I think you're compassionate. It's the same thing. No, it's different. Hold on. Oh, well, we don't, we don't have to, it's that's semantics because of who I am. I would like to believe the best in all people, which is what, what I think makes me an empath is always looking for the best in people. I'm going to believe that this individual thought that I'm going to get the test. I'm going to get the COVID test just to be safe, but it's not likely that. And I'm not going to alarm all of these people for what's going to end up being nothing. That's what I'm going to choose to believe. 
If someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, an aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process, and eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical team exam requirement for a simple phone call. Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. One thing that everybody got used to over the past year, past year and a half, is wearing the most comfortable clothes in your closet. It was all about comfort, then appearance. And now that the world is opening back up and school is headed back this month and things are starting to, to become back to normal, go back to normal, we've got to focus on looking good as well as being comfortable. Rothy's has that covered in the shoe department. And now they've got comfortable great looking shoes for men. These shoes are durable. They're washable, just like the women's shoes, and they are better for the planet. Plus, they give them such rigorous testing during research and development that not only do they have a perfect fit, but they maintain that perfect fit wash after wash. So if you are ready to step up your comfy wardrobe and make it look good as well, Let's do it with Rothy shoes for men and women. They're washable, they're sustainable, they're stylish, and they've got shoes and bags. Go to rothys.com slash upside. Find your new warm weather favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside for comfortable shoes for women and now for men from Rothy's. One thing I've done daily more the past year than ever is wear my headphones, like my earbuds, right? And on days where I jump from phone call to phone call or Zoom call to Zoom call, my ears hurt. And if you know, you know. Ears are similar to fingerprints and that no two are exactly alike. That's why your earbuds probably cause you discomfort or pain after a few hours of wearing them. The Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Custom Fit Earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change that. Ultimate Ears lets you mold your earbuds to your ear, and it's the coolest thing because you put them in your ears, and then a light comes on, and you can actually feel them molding to your ear. And you can do that in 60 seconds. I love them for conference calls, and I don't have to be the person on the call constantly readjusting my earbuds because they keep falling out. That always happens to me. And messing with my headphones during calls was so distracting, and now I can focus on the call instead of my discomfort. Ultimate Ears Fits are the world's most comfortable comfortable earbuds. You get a guaranteed perfect fit in 60 seconds. Ultimate Ears Fits will stay put when you're on the go, but feel ultra comfortable so you can wear them all day long without pain or discomfort. For a limited time, get 15% off your pair of Ultimate Ears Fits true wireless earbuds at ue.com slash fits. You 
use the promo code UPSIDE at checkout, and that's going to get you 15% off with promo code UPSIDE when you go to ue.com slash FITS, F-I-T-S. Today's quote of the day, don't let the bad days make you think you've got a bad life. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, Number one, and our dog Lily does this all the time, and I'm glad we finally have an answer. If you have a dog that takes their food out of their bowl to eat it. So Lily, our younger- You say Lily takes the marshmallows. Well, no, she did her first bites of food. No matter what it is, she takes it out of the bowl and goes to the living room. Yeah. And puts it on the rug mm-hmm. and eats it. And then um, and then she comes back to the bowl. And the type of food that we have is all, um, is like kibble, but there are like bigger, it's like crunchy, but then there's like softer chunks throughout. And Sadie is the one who will sniff through both bowls <laughs> and eat the, eat the marshmallows. Like eat the- Rude. So rude. Taking everybody's marshmallows out of the bag, out of yeah. the Lucky Charms bag. Well, anyways, um, so if you're wondering why your dog does that, if your dog does something similar, it's because uh, it's an instinctual habit that stems from a dog's hunting ritual in the wild. Um, when dogs in the wild make a kill- Outranked animals will take pieces of food away so they don't have to fight the leader or a more dominant canine for it. So Does that mean Sadie's the alpha? Yeah. So Lily is deferring to Sadie and she's eating the first bites of food away to make sure that Sadie's not going to be a threat. Wow. Okay. We have solved the problem because it's very hard to tell with Lily and Sadie. Yep. Um, Random thing number two for today. Would you like to guess, Callie? what the most common pet peeves are. This is this is posted on a website called thetop10s.com. Oh gosh, I wouldn't even know. There's so many pet peeves. Being late? Uh that does that is not in the top 5. Okay, I have no clue then. Uh I think the top 5 or top 6. Here's some of the most common ones. Uh body odor, littering, Oh, yeah. Littering drives me nuts. Not washing your hands after using the restroom. Are we still doing that? Is that still a thing? Um, Better be it. Not a thing anymore. Callie used to work in an office where you could hear the, like, the bathroom from other offices. Like, not the bathroom noises, but you could hear, like, the toilet flush and the sink or whatever. And she knew that there was a coworker who didn't wash their hands because you could hear everybody else stop by the sink, turn the water on. And I actually brought it up to him because I was so grossed out because there was always like people were bringing stuff in and it was like communal food and all this stuff. And he tried to tell me that sinks are dirtier than his hands. And that's why he doesn't wash his hands. And I'm like, ah, what? (laughs) What? So gross. So, and then he would go into the break room and dig through the box of Dunkin' Donuts munchkins. It was like, it was like, it was, what was it? Oh, we had, during the holidays, like that popcorn that people send, you know, the the, different, yeah, and he would stick his hand in there. And I'm like, no, 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 so rude. Poor driving. And then the number one item on this list, mouth noises. Oh, yeah. You know, chewing with your mouth open or just... Yeah, gross. Um, 
And my third random thing is going to be alarming if you are going through a divorce right now. But 20% of people used spy gear on their partner prior to or during a divorce. That's, I mean, wouldn't you? That's one in five people used either tracking devices, dash cams, spying software on phones. Um, that seems low to me. Think it would be more than that? Uh, yeah. You so. do something shady and you think I'm not going to spy on you. You are sorely mistaken. Those are my three random things. I feel like we need to talk about the fact that I am sitting across across from a very big deal podcaster right now. And I'm really not being facetious. Like I'm being totally serious. Jeff is speaking on a podcast panel this week. And it's interesting to me because I think you and I are both like, wait, what? Like we have a podcast. Oh wait, we do have a podcast. Oh wait, like it's going well. Like it's, it's the, you know, it's the, we're like, what? Me? You want me? And we're like looking behind us. But yeah, Jeff got asked to speak at a podcast convention. So he's going to be doing that this week. And it's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Now, well, you know what? We both need to be proud because we've done three or four virtual speaking engagements. We have. That we haven't really acknowledged. That's kind of a big deal. That's true. And because I'm kind of, yeah, I didn't even think about that. We have done that. We just haven't been able to do it in person, which I think... Not invalidates it, but it definitely makes it different when you're not on a stage with a microphone in front of an audience. Right. And I I think, um, like, I'm truly not trying to be humble about it by not, you know, bringing it up or not, like, making a big deal out of it. But it, it really is pretty cool that this show in this podcasting journey for us started exactly two years ago this week this week yeah and um here we are considered successes and leaders in the industry you know mm -hmm. um it just feel it, it's just it's good like it feels good to do something well doesn't it yeah it feels really good i'm amped about it i am incredibly excited. And I feel like, you know, the rocket launchers, like if I were someone that had, you know, in cartoons, the, Oh, I think it was the rocket when you said the rocket launchers, I'm like, Oh, you mean like the guy from Virgin Atlantic and Jeff Bezos and, and those guys, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, yeah, Richard Branson, those guys, I feel like I have a jet pack on and like someone's just lit it. And I'm super excited about it. And obviously none of this would be possible without you guys listening to the show. So thank you so much for Listening and spreading the word. Here's what I want to know. Are you going to be promoting your podcast course at the convention and like while you have a microphone and you're sitting in front of a bunch of people um, that I, are either podcasters or want to? Yeah, I can. But the thing is, this course that I've cr created and um, the wait list has a few slots left on it. It actually has gone much better than I expected but I expect everything to do terrible. So I don't know what Yeah, you do. <laughs> Jeff's bar is like. But if, and please spread the word. If you have ever said the sentence to somebody, you should start a podcast. Tell them about this course because I'm intentionally making it so that if you know nothing about podcasts, 
If all you have is an idea in the back of your head, I can take that idea and by the end of the course, you'll actually have a podcast up and running on the air. Um, I don't know that the, that the people attending the convention who already have shows would, would benefit from this you because, think? because they're already up and running and they have it. Like, I mean, I'm truly starting with what's the, you know, you have an idea. Oh, when my cousin and I get together and we start talking about song lyrics from the nineties, we can, we know every song and we laugh and, and I think it would make a great podcast. Like if that's your idea, I can turn that into a unique quality show. Here's the thing too. And tell you what equipment to buy and how to get it hosted and where to do it, how to make money from it. That's the gimmick of the And course. here's the thing about podcasts. Jeff has said this. He's been executive producing for a very long time. And I know that he's said this for years, probably 20 years. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you are excited about it, it will be interesting to listen to. Correct. Like you don't have to force something. A couple of years ago, Jeff went to this podcast convention and he was blown away because there's a guy and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's like a, uh, air conditioning repairman. Yes. And he started a podcast about that and it's super niche, but apparently there are a lot of AC or HVAC repair people out there. Yep. And it is so popular that he is making six figures a year. Yes. From this podcast. Yep. And this is a guy who is working on air conditioning units and is like, you know what? I really like air conditioning units. I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. And he did. And he's so passionate about it that people were t- super drawn to him. So like Jeff just used the example of the 90s song lyrics or whatever. That can be interesting if you're super excited about it. So go for it. It is not a dumb idea. And it's especially not dumb in podcast if you haven't seen it done before. Do not let that stop you. That probably means you're onto something great. And if you have seen it done before, I promise you there is a way for you to do it better. There's a way for you to do it differently and to improve upon the idea that already exists. So... Um, if you want information about my course, it's made to podcast.com, M-A-D-E-T-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. Or you can just text the word podcast to 800-434-5454. Um, if you go to the website and there's a box there where you can put your email address in, that means the wait list is still open. It'll shut off automatically when it reaches capacity. Um, it doesn't cost anything to sign up for the wait list or whatever. That's just showing us we're going to that we, you're interested, that you're interested. And we know that not everybody who's interested is actually going to take the next step and purchase. But we want to limit it because there's going to be a live Q&A component several times throughout the course. And we don't want that to be so crowded that we can't answer as many questions. As and possible. by we, he means Me. him. So made to podcast.com. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I proudly shared a picture on Instagram yesterday that was sent to me by somebody who has been been listening to me for a long time, either on the radio or um, on the 
now on the podcast. And I feel like I got a few questions saying I don't understand what's happening here. So I feel like I need to reiterate this. You're a weirdo. You must remove eggs from the carton symmetrically. That is the only proper way to remove eggs from the carton. If not, you're gonna end up with a lopsided weight distribution, which means somebody could easily drop the carton of eggs when removing it from the refrigerator. What Jeff means is when he says symmetrical is, or symmetrically, is you work from the outside in. No, or inside out. It doesn't matter as long as both sides of the carton are even. Equally weighted. Yes. So if you have a dozen eggs and four of them are used, it needs to be the four corners of the outside if it's, or it needs to be the four center eggs. But you remove them symmetrically. Callie did this so dangerous and irresponsible <laughs> and just rude, really. But... We got one of those 18 carton or 18 egg cartons, you know, mm -hmm. big one. And she hard boiled some eggs for her lunch. So that that was like six eggs, right? Mm -hmm. And then she made eggs. So she used it in one day a considerable number of eggs from this carton yes. and took them all from the one side. So when I removed them from the refrigerator, almost dropped them. Which is a lousy argument because the 18 pack eggs are see-through. The yeah. container's see-through. I don't have time to study it. I'm moving. But I got yet you have time to organize your eggs by weight distribution. You don't have to take the time to organize it if you just remove them properly. Mm -hmm. So egg symmetry is important to those of you who get it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, Jeff and Kelly, it's Liz listening to the date night ideas. So Sin Strokes in Sandy Springs has the paint your own canvas to go. So they give you the canvas, the picture is drawn on it, they give you the paint, and I think maybe the brushes, and they give you like a picture and they tell you what colors go where. So you can do a date night at home that doesn't require a tense amount of skill. All right, love you, bye. Honey is the free browser extension that we've talked about on this show before. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that is available to your cart. I've used it, I've saved money on clothing, I've saved money on electronics, I've saved money on gifts. It's absolutely free. There's no reason for you not to have it on your device. But here's the thing, number one question about Honey. How do I know if it works with my website? It works with over 30,000 stores online. Stores with tech, stores with gaming, stores with clothing, even food delivery. So download it and try it today. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be supporting this podcast, but you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside. Hey guys, this is Hillary from Atlanta and I am cracking up. I'm I started from the beginning um, earlier this year, and I am on episode 175, where Callie called out Jeff for his radio voice because you guys were filming a, an ad, and I am laughing out loud. It's so funny. Jeff, you totally had a radio voice. I didn't notice it until you guys played that ad back, but so funny. So funny. So thank you for the laugh. 
So I'm a little behind, and I'm just listening to the Mad Minute episode, and Jeff is cracking me up. Um, as a teacher, I can say that we don't really like giving them any more than the students like taking them. However, as you get into those upper grades and the math gets harder, the kids should automatically know their multiplication and division facts because they move on to multi-step problems. And so if they're spending too much time figuring out the problem in the first step, then that's just taking long for the whole overall multi-step problem. So it's more about like the automaticity of knowing their facts quickly, and that's why we still use them. The more you know. Okay, bye. Callie, oh my God. So my husband was my business partner for a few years, and we <laughs> realized that we are both very strong entrepreneurs, but for us, if we were also going to be parents, we were better having our own separate businesses. So that was just our experience. But my sister and I have always worked together and had a business since 2013. As a matter of fact, we had a vlog. I don't know. If, it wasn't a podcast, but it was a regular vlog series for a while during the pandemic. And it was so good, so cathartic, so great with the community we started that we're both going to take Jeff's podcast course, turn it into a formal podcast with a different spin. And I was listening to your small business chat today, and I was like, oh, my God, did she copyright Legally Bound to Love Me? Even though it would be a very long name for a podcast, don't want to steal anything from you or the upside. But I was just like, oh, my God, what an amazing statement. Legally Bound to Love Me. All right, love you. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Love you too, Jeff. Bye. If you do a kind act for someone, your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given. Do the good deed and stay upsidey.